Welcome to Kingdom Life Embassy. We're so glad you chose to tune in to another power-packed message by Dr. Maxwell Holland. If you are enjoying these podcasts, then connect with him on Facebook at Maxwell Holland. Thanks again for joining us. We hope you enjoy today's message. Glory be to God. Good morning to you. Good morning to you, my family. What a glorious time, a beautiful time to be alive, thanking the Lord. This too is the day that the Lord has made and we will rejoice and be glad in it. Praise the name of Jesus. What a, a beautiful autumn morning. Uh, Johannesburg, we are live. This is Pastor Max. Won't you do us a favor? Share this onto your timeline. Let us be a blessing. Let us begin to stir faith across the globe. While others are sharing fear, we are sharing faith. The church, we are truly missing you, myself and Pastor Z. Um, I must say that I just really miss the worship, the corporate worship of the body as God has intended us to be. So we trust in God as this lockdown is shifting into levels. We trust in God that this season is going to be a time when the church can come back together again and worship the way God intended. It's going to happen. And so we are excited. We want to let you know that we love you and we miss you. Thank you to every single one of you for being part of our service this morning. We trust that you're going to be blessed and encouraged through the word this morning. God bless you. Pray with me. Come and let's pray together. I hope you are also uh, preparing for your communion. We're going to have communion together today and we are going to trust the Lord for divine healing, divine empowerment on every level. Father, we thank you this morning for your precious word. We thank you for the anointing, the grace and the favor of, Lord, of the Lord upon our lives. Father, we thank you this morning. We can rise up in faith knowing that we have a future that is safe and secure. You are the good shepherd and we bless you this morning. We praise and exalt you, Father. Thank you for touching every heart and every mind this morning. Where there is any kind of confusion, bring clarity. Where there's been a disturbance, where there's depression, Father, bring peace to a troubled mind this morning, bring healing to every single vessel. But I pray that you anoint these lips of clay, Father. As I make sounds, you make sense. But I pray that you, I pray that you think through my mind, speak through my vocal cords, touch every heart and every mind, and let us get understanding. Father, we thank you for your precious word. Holy Spirit, make it real this morning in every one of our hearts and one of our minds. In Jesus' mighty name, we all agree and say amen and amen. I want us to work through in the season concerning uh, from the cross to Pentecost. We are preparing what we sense and believe is going to be one of the most powerful moves of God taking place in the earth right now. That the pause has been purposeful. That the hand of God has been upon our lives. God has been speaking to us. We've been seeking God's face. We've been hearing what God is saying to the church and what it means for the future. And so here we are this morning and we want to prepare you. This is the month of May. This is the month that you'll find momentum. You're going to find movement. You're going to find the hand of God upon your life. And we're going to prophesy into this month of May as we have been doing all along. This is also the year of the opening and God has opened up doors for you. He's opening up opportunities for you. He is opening up uh, hearts in the season. He is opening up even the nation again. It's the year of the opening, but it's not going to be like it was before. Glory be to God. It's going to be a brand new way of functioning in the earth. And I want to prepare you as your pastor, as your apostle, as the man of God, as the leader that God has sent you to you. I want to prepare you for where we are going to. 
I'm not preaching to you where, where you at. I want you to know that God is doing a brand new work in the earth and he wants you this morning to perceive it as a child of God. And even like the sons of Issachar who understood the times and the seasons and what Israel ought to do, it's going to come upon you. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. So there are 50 days from the cross to Pentecost, 50 being the number of Jubilee or really more accurately it's 49. It's the power of Jubilee and the freedom and the new season that they entered into. It was a absolute purposeful pause when Jesus went to the cross. But the, the, his days on the earth, the 40 days that he was sharing the kingdom of God, Acts chapter 1 speaks about that. He then, then 10 days later, they waited and the Holy Spirit came like a suddenly, suddenly like a mighty rushing wind. There will be a suddenly upon our lives and upon this nation. I see you coming into God's new place that he has for your life and the purpose and this plan is busy unfolding for our lives. So you need to know that I am preparing you. And this is what all these messages are all about, is that we are heading up to Pentecost. And so we have a whole series that we're busy developing called From the Cross to Pentecost. And I want to share that. And as you're looking at the diagram at the moment, um, this crossroads season we've been speaking about, that we knew that God is busy with a crossroads in our lives, in your life. And you know that many lives are right now in the center of their lives. They are at a crossroads. And ours is to bring the word right into the center of people's lives so that they can experience the blessing of this crossroads. Glory be to God. And so as you look at the crossroads and looking at your life through the cross while you're in this road, have a look at the top. The top deals with the plan of God. And then the one part of the cross we're dealing with the path of God and then the people of God and then the place of God. Whenever you look at the first Passover, God moved Moses from the plan through his plan. He sent Moses and they brought in the plan of God. And what was the plan? It was the Passover. It was the first Passover. But then they moved out of Egypt and out of bondage because that was the plan of God. Let my people go. He then takes them through a path. He then connects them with God's people and he, God assigns certain people for certain work for the kingdom of God and for the house of God. And then he finally his end game was to move them into the place that God has got for them. And I please want you to see that today. It is vital that you put this image and the cross right now in your life because God is beginning to develop you. He's beginning to prepare you he's, he's for a place of prosperity, a place, a new place of victory, a new place that is a good land because God is a good God. Come on, somebody say amen this morning. Because God is a good God. He's got a plan for your life. Remember that if you're looking at the cross, the very head, Christ who is the head of the church, God has got a purpose for your life. He's got a purpose in the earth. He's a purposeful God. What does purpose mean? It is the original intent. God has got an original intent for the church. He's got an, an original intent for your life in the earth. He, you were born for a time such as this. With the purposes of God in mind. God had you in mind. He had a solution in the earth in mind when he sent you to the earth. That becomes really important for you to understand. Because when I understand the purposes of God, that I was born for a purpose, out of that comes the birthing of God's plan for my life and for yours. And I want you to see that. I have a title of my sermon this morning is Securing Your Future. 
And when you understand the purposes of God, God's going to secure your future in his purpose. The plan of God unfolds because God has got a purpose. The spores has been purposeful. God has had his will and had his way and he continues to. Because we will never be the same again. Our homes will never be the same again. Church will never be the same again. You are not going back to your old, what we call normal, because normal wasn't working. God is pushing you into his purpose and he is doing that purposefully. All that is happening right now, there's a purpose for God. That's why the Bible says all things work for the good, for those who love God and accord according to his purpose. So number one, there's a plan. Then there's a path. Then there's a people. And then there is a place. You must remember these four. Because God made places before he made people. And so he's got a place for you to function in your gift. To come into your purpose. And to come into the destiny that God has got for your life. Everything that God is doing is purposeful in the earth. Remember when the Holy Spirit came on the day of Pentecost. It was only to fulfill the purposes and the will of God in the earth. So any place, any place, any person where the purposes of God is clear, the Holy Spirit manifests himself. And that's powerful to understand. The Holy Spirit is not a, a, a shake and a falling down and a getting up and remaining the same. Not same, no. The Holy Spirit, every time the Holy Spirit came and went on people in the Old Testament, it was only to fulfill the purposes and the will of God in the earth. The, the Holy Spirit coming upon you is for a purpose. The need for you to have the Holy Spirit speak to you, guide you, lead you, teach you, anoint you. All of that is to fulfill heaven's purpose in the earth. Come on, somebody put in there. I'm never going back. You are not going back to your old lifestyle where you lived without the Holy Ghost, where you never lived with, with the word of God and the presence of God. It's never going to happen again. We are not going back to that old lifestyle of trying to bring please people. We are here to please the one who's enlisted us. We are here to follow the purposes and the will of God in the earth. And through that, it is a path that God has got for you and for me. There is a path that you need to travel on. Listen to what it says in John chapter 3. John chapter 10, verse 3. Uh, to him the doorkeeper opens, and the sheep hear his voice. Jesus is saying, I am the shepherd, and I'm here to secure your future. He says, and the sheep hear his voice, and he calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. Wow. When God brings you into his kingdom, he knows you by name. That's how good the shepherd is. What's he doing? Put your name in there. Say that my name, through your name, say my future is secured. My name is Valda and my future is secured. And when he brings out his sheep, he goes before them. My God, he goes before them and the sheep follow him for they know his voice. Yet they will by no means follow a stranger, but will flee from him, for they do not know the voice of strangers. You're not going to follow a voice of a stranger anymore. My sheep hear my voice, Jesus said. What's he doing? When he's bringing you out of bondage, when he's taking you through the pause, when he's leading you down the path, is to secure your future. And the deal is that you need to hear his voice. He goes before them and the sheep follow him and they know his voice. 
Yet they will by no means follow a stranger, but flee from him, for they do not know the voice of strangers. Jesus used this illustration, but they did not understand the things which he spoke to them. Then Jesus said to them again, most assuredly, I say to you, I am the door of the sheep. My God, this year of the opening, the year of the opening, the number one place we need to go to is understand that Jesus created, he is the door. He is the door. It's the way we come in and the way we come out. He's not only secured heaven. He's not opened up heaven only for you. He secured a place in the earth for you. This is the year of the opening and you are coming into the good land that God has prepared for you. All who ever came before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep do not hear them. I am the door. That means I am the way, the truth, and the life. I am the one who opens up doors for you. I am the one that will make a way for you to come into, into your destiny, for, for your business, for your family, to secure you, to preserve you, to protect you. If anyone enters by me, he will be saved. Not just saved for heaven, but secured in the earth. Glory be to God. God is securing you because you know him. And will go in and out and find pasture. Glory be to God. Anytime you journey through God, anytime you journey with him, you're journeying with his power in your life, you are coming in and out and you're going to find pasture. That means you're going to come into a broad open space. You're going to find an abundance wherever you go. The hand of God is upon you, child of God. You need to know that you are not alone. You have a good shepherd and he, and we know his voice. God is leading us. Listen to the voices that God has been sending in the earth that are following the good shepherd and every one of them are finding a good place not a back to an old job not back to an old lifestyle they are following the good shepherd he says when they find me they're not only saved but I'm going to bring them into what Moses said the promised land the place of enlargement a place of abundance I'm getting ahead of myself let's understand Jesus He's got plans to prosper you. He's got thoughts and plans that I have for you. Jeremiah 29 verse 11 says the Lord. Plans for peace and well-being and not for disaster. To give you a future and a hope. That means I'm going to secure your future in me. That's my plan. That's my thoughts. It's for your future. Proverbs 19.21 says, There are many plans in a man's heart, but it's the Lord's counsel that will stand. Listen to me, God's going to have his will and God's going to have his way. I don't want, I want to take, I want you to take your plans and I want you to lay to the feet of Jesus. The Bible says, cast your burden on the Lord and he will thought, he will cause your thoughts to become agreeable with his, with what his will is. And so your plans will be established and they will succeed. Hear the word of the Lord this morning. Hear what God is saying. Take those plans, bring them this morning. Come and lay it at his feet because he's the good shepherd. He is the door. He's going to bring you into a good pasture. He's got a plan for you. It's plans to prosper you. Don't ignore what God is saying this morning. As you cast your burden, as you lay this at the feet of Jesus, he's going to cause your thoughts to become agreeable with what his will is. And so your plans will be established and they will succeed. Glory be to God. 
God is working in the earth and he wants to move you from the cross. Now that you've gotten entered and understand the power of this crossroads from going from the cross to, to, to Pentecost. God is moving you in his plan. He's moving you in, uh, in on the path that he has for you. And let me say this to you. It seems like it is narrow. It seems like it is narrow. But the Bible says that it is. Listen to Matthew chapter 7 and verse 13. When I show you this cross, when I show you the plan and the purposes of God, when I show you the path of God, when I show you the people of God, and I show you the place of God, when you look at these four areas, four is the number of completion. The cross is going to give you a complete life. This is what it is. It, this is what God intended. Please hear me today. It says, verse, uh, verse 13 in Matthew chapter 7, it says, enter by the narrow gate. For wide is the gate and broad is the way that leads to destruction. But there are many who go in by it because narrow is the gate and difficult is the way which leads to life. And there are few who find it. There are few who find the spot because it almost seems like, well, you know how people say to you, you just, you know, what is this being saved? What is this thing that Jesus is the only way, the truth and the life? They say, is that not narrow minded? But that's what the scripture says, that we are narrow minded to come in by the door. We are not finding just any way to come in. He says, I'm the way, the truth and the life. What is he trying to do? He's not trying to take away your fun. He's not trying to remove away, you know, your, your joy. He's trying to bring you into the land. He's trying to bring you into the place of where you find prosperity and you find increase he is the way the truth and the life please child of god hear me today he's not trying to remove your fun he's come to give you life and life in abundance john 10 10 till to the full until it overflows god's plans are only to prosper you why do you think that god would say to you well you know not broad you can't just come in any way you can't just live the way you want to live i'm asking you to come through this way there are many leaders and many people People are saying, well, it's got to be, you know, this is God can any, any route comes to heaven. He says this route is narrow. He says many are trying to get in. The broad is the way to destruction. And many are trying to go through those doors. He says, but for you as a child of God, I'm trying to lead you down a path. I'm trying to send you around a right path. The, the, the path that when they came out of Egypt and they walked out of that door through the blood of Jesus, of, of a goat or on the blood of a lamb. They walked into a new reality where God provided for them and set them on a different path. But God's intention was not for them to stay in the wilderness and die in the wilderness. The majority of them that came out died in the wilderness, but that was not God's intention. God's intention was to bring them to a place. God was going to bring them into a place of abundance. I want to I want to say this before just right now because I want you to understand this please hear me when God gives them this instruction and sends Moses with with these people out of out of Egypt all of them come out and in the wilderness God only does one thing for them he sets the priority straight concerning his word they built a tabernacle that's all they did they brought their offerings they brought um, their, their gifts and they built this tabernacle in the tabernacle is the Ark of the Covenant, where the presence of God was, where the high priest would enter into every year and the presence of God would come. That Ark of the Covenant was the only thing that went with them into the promised land. Hear me about the abundance of God in this promised land. It was a narrow gate that they walked through. 
There was an only one way they would get out. There's only one way you can get out. It's through the blood of Jesus Christ. It's only one way that you can go through these, through these ancient paths. But when they got to the promised land, even though Moses never went in, when Joshua went in and God gives him an instruction, do you know that Joshua died having never conquered all the lands of Egypt, of, of the promised land, of Canaan? They never, they, he, he ran out of time, not out of land, not out of things to conquer. It was so abundant. It was so glorious. It was so much. God gave them victory, victory after victory after victory, because they went in and they conquered the land the way God intended. Are you hearing me today, child of God? The goodness of God is what we've been preaching about. And I'm saying to you, what looks like a narrow-minded thinking right now, is broad on the other side. It's a blessing for you and your children on the other side. It is huge for you on the other side. It is glorious for your business on the other side. It is glorious for your children on the other side. It is God's order and God's structure on the other side that's going to bring you into a place of a broad, blessed, open, abundant, where you're going to eat with no scarcity. Where you're going to walk with the abundance that flows from heaven. Glory be to God. You're not going to pay for the things on the other side. You are walking in the promises of God on the other side. I see you coming on. Don't cast vision for where you are at. Cast vision for where you're going to. I'm not preaching to you to where you for where you are at. I am telling you that this next season is a glorious season. Where you're going to flow. And the, the hand of God's upon your life. You're going to walk in abundance. You're going to have no scarcity. You're going to have broad, wide open spaces. I don't know how narrow your home has been. I don't know how small your home has been in the season and how tough it has been to even operate for all these 35, 36, 37 days in your home in that tight spaces. But I'm prophesying over you in the name of Jesus. The door that God has got for you and your family is secured. Your future is secured. You are coming into a broad, wide open space. You are going to enjoy this next season because course, those who trust in him will never be put to shame. Glory be to Jesus. I see you and your business flourishing. I see you coming into the next season with an abundance of God's grace. I see you lacking no good thing because the hand of God is upon you, child of God. The hand of God is upon Kingdom Life Embassy. The hand of God is upon those that trust in the Lord with all of their hearts. The hand of God is upon you and your business. I see you the need for your business and the idea that God's putting inside of you. It's going to be needed across the globe. I see your business flourishing. I see the hand of God upon you. You will continue to walk in a secured land. You're going to walk with the abundance. Glory be to Jesus. Because he's the good shepherd and he is the door. He says, when they come to me, it's narrow is this gate. Narrow is this door. It seems like we are narrow minded. But it's only because God is moving you through his purposes, his plan, the path that he has for you, the people he has assigned to you to move you into the place he has for you. Glory be to God. God's intention was to bring you out. Not that you can die in this. You are coming out so he can take you in. So you can move into what God has got for you. What else can we preach on this morning? Listen to Jeremiah chapter 6 verse 16. I want to read out of the message version for you this morning. God's message yet again. Go stand at the crossroads.
and look around. Child of God, hear me, the series of the crossroads. He says, go stand at the cross. That's what it's really saying and what the series means. And look around, ask for directions to the old road. My God, that tells me that God, the Bible says God finishes a thing first before he, before he starts it. That means he laid out a path already for you. He's laid out a path for the church already. He's laid out a path for your family already. There is a finished work that is going on here. More than the finished work of the cross, there is a finished a, a work that God has already laid out for every one of us to walk in. He says, ask for the directions to the old road. The tried and true road. There is a path for your life because the path of the righteous is supposed to become what? Brighter and brighter. He says, then take it. Then take it. That's God's word to the church and to anybody who's been looking for a way to get out. God says, look to the cross. He says, it's a tried and it's a tested road. After 2,000 years, this cross, this Passover, this Pentecost, we preach over it every, every single year. What is the Lord saying? It's a tried and it's a true road. He says, stick with this path. He says, then take it. I'm in the message version. He says, discover the right route for your souls. But they said, others are saying, nothing doing. We aren't going that way. We're not going to choose God's way. That's what it says in Jeremiah chapter, chapter 6 verse 16. Huh? It says, we aren't going that way. And how many people are saying, we still refuse the cross. We still refuse. This is too narrow. You, speak, you people are narrow-minded. Keep calling us narrow-minded. This is the true and tried and tested road that we can travel on. They said, nothing doing. We're not going that way. Then the Lord says, I even provided watchmen for them. That means I got people interceding for you. Do you know how many people have been praying for you and your soul? Do you know how many people have been, have been asking God for you to direct you, to open up the eyes of your understanding, that you may know the hope to which God has called you? Do you know that there is a path for your life? Do you know that God's got a plan for your life? Do you know that God has got a people for your life? Do you know that God never gave you denominations? This denominations, on another day we have to preach about this, because denominations can never solve this generation's problems. You you're going to need to understand the kingdom of God and that God's got a plan and God's got a path and God's got a people and God has got a finally a place for you to function like a child of God should. He says, I've sent people to pray for you, to warn them, to set up an alarm. I'm here. I'm here setting up the alarm. I'm here as a man of God all these days preaching and praying with my wife, the church. The, is what? What are we doing? We're saying, don't take another path. Go with God in the season. He's, this path is secured. God says, I've secured your future. I've secured the path for you to travel down. I've got angels. Out. I'm getting ahead of myself. He says, but people, I'm, I'm giving people this warning. And even as people are being released out of their homes and we're coming into, you know, a, a, a lifting of the lockdown and, and, and there's a new way of re-engaging in the communities. How can you go back to the old lifestyles of being anxious and worried and confused? How can you go and build your business the way you did before when that foundation has been destroyed? The Bible says, if the foundations be destroyed, what shall the righteous do? I even provided watching for them to warn them, to set up the alarm. But the people said, it's a false alarm. This is no false alarm, child of God. This is a path that you need to pay attention to. This is not a false alarm. 
This what happened this pause was not pause was not a false alarm. It's God's way of letting you know that there are watchmen on the walls, that there is a path that you need to take. It's they saying, well, this has got nothing to do with us. Many people are saying that. That's why you must share the message of faith. Start a watch party where you are. Because many people think that this was a false alarm, that this is this got nothing to do with destiny. You mean to tell me that God created all of the spores and allowed all, not created, but allowed it? And here you come and you're saying, well, it's a false alarm. Not a false alarm. He says, and so I'm calling in the nations as, as witnesses. Watch witnesses what happens to them. And pay attention, earth. Don't miss these bulletins. This was a message from heaven. This moment was a message from God. He's here to secure your future. People are ignoring God's signs on this road. But this teaching, this crossroads, is a blessing for everybody. Because the good shepherd is saying, anybody who comes to the door, finds pasture. Go and finds pasture. Let me give you the importance on the path, child of God. Jesus comes out of the, from the cross. He's resurrected. He stays on the earth for 40 days. 49, the 50th day, the Holy Spirit comes. And the day of Pentecost comes. It's 49 days. He spends his 40 days speaking about the things that pertain to the kingdom of God. He's preparing them for Pentecost. He's preparing them about the power of a new path. He speaks to them about what is about to come. And the church needs to understand this. There's something greater coming in this season. They build this tabernacle in the wilderness. Twelve spies are sent by Moses into the promised land to spout the land. They come back with a bad report. Joshua's in charge. He doesn't send out twelve to go and spout the land this time after 40 years. He sends out two to go and spy out the land. These two come back with a good report. Listen how powerful this is. In Joshua chapter 2. Now Joshua the son of, man, of Nun sent out two men from Acacia Grove to spy out secretly saying, Go view the land, especially Jericho. So they went. Now listen, they're coming into the place. Because Joshua, and this is where you must be in the season. That God is calling you to go with an urgency in your spirit to know that you're not going to die in the wilderness. You're not going to go and, and build the little bit that you've, that you've got as manna in the wilderness in your business is not sufficient for where we're going to. In the promised land, there is more than enough. Before when they were in bondage, they had not enough. In the wilderness, they had just enough. But in the promised land, they have more than enough. You must push for more than enough. You are blessed to be a blessing. He says, go beyond the land, especially Jericho. They went, they came to the house. They came to what? A house of a harlot named Rahab and lodged there. And it was told the king of Jericho saying, behold, men have come here tonight from the children of Israel to search out the country. They were willing to press into the next season. They were willing to push into the door. They came to a door. God gave them favor with a door. Her name was at this door. Her name was Rahab. She was a, she was a harlot. 
But God gave them favor because what was God doing? God was not concerned so much about the wilderness. He was pushing them and securing their future at the door of a woman that the world has written off and has used her. God's going to use people, people that we have written off. God's going to use in this next season. He uses this woman to secure the door for the children of God. Are you hearing me? This is the year of the opening. God is giving you new people, new relationships, people you never thought of. And before people that never even got the education, people that the world has discarded, God is using those people as a door, as a doorway to bring you into your next season. Be careful about the relationships in this next season. I'm prophesying it over you in the name of Jesus. The same people that got you and helped you in the wilderness is not going to be the same people that's going to move you into the promised land because God is bringing you into a good land and you need to pay attention to the relationships because God is using them as a door to your next season. If they are door into your your next season glory be to God you must now begin to become honorable concerning this he says so the king of Jericho said to Rahab saying bring out the men who came to you who have entered your house for they have come to search out all the country how amazing is the Lord during this Passover you mean to tell me they walk out through the Passover through a door and a family and a home he seek, he breaks the curse from their lives, the bondage from their lives, and lets them go out of the house that they were in through the blood. He then takes them into the promised land to secure their future. What? Through a house. Glory be to Jesus. I mean, if you go and study this, she, she says, now, when you're coming into this place, you need to secure my family. They said, well, Make sure that there is a red, a scarlet cloth running from your window. And as these walls come down, your house will be secure. He brings them out through the blood. He secures their future and a woman's future through the covenant, a blood covenant. He says it's got to be a red scarf. Then you will know as we come around these walls, your house will stand. Also done through a house. I need to take time to teach that. Let me move forward with what I have to say today. She hid them. And. It was. It, it happened as the gate was being shut. It was dark. That the men went out. Where the men went. I do not know. She's now explaining. Pursue them quickly. For you can, may overtake them. But she had brought them to the roof. And hidden them. With the stalks of flax. Which she had laid in order on the roof. Then the men pursued them by the road to the Jordan, to the forts. And this is what, what, what God has done. He secured their future through a woman. There's things that are coming, child of God, hear me, hear me, hear me. That God's going to secure your future. He is securing because God, whenever he brings you into a place, your future is secured. Not just for heaven, but on earth. But on earth. He's the good shepherd, man. He's, he's bringing you into a good land. He is the good shepherd who's bringing you good pasture. He says you're going to come in. You're going to find good pasture. You're going to find good bricks. You're going to find a good land. You're going to find a good house. You will find a good future. You're going to find open doors. You're going to find the favor of the Lord. And you're going to find angels that will go before you. Let me end this with the understanding of angels. Because I want you to know today with a certainty, not only is God a good God, but my future 
is safe and secure. Can you put that out for you and say, my future is safe and secure. My family's future is safe and secure. That's the word this morning, that I am safe and I'm secure. My family is safe and secure. Not only through communion is there healing, but also through my future. There is a door that I'm walking through. It looked like a narrow gate. It looked like a narrow time. But on the other side of this door, there's great vision that God's going to give you for your children. Listen how powerful this is in Exodus chapter 23 and verse 20. Listen to what the Lord says. Behold, I send an angel before you to keep you in the way and bring you into the place that I have prepared. I've, in my father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place because God made places before he made people. Your future is safe and secure because there is a place for you and your family to flourish. There's grazing for you and your business, for your marriage, for your children's children. I don't care how young your children are. They could even be in your womb right now. But I'm telling you, your children are safe and secure. Can somebody begin to declare and declare it? Lift your hands right now and say, and bless your children, bless your home, bless your, your room where you are. If you are single, if you are married, bless that place right now and say, Lord, I thank you that I'm safe and secure. My future is safe and secure because you are the good shepherd. He says to Moses, he says, I'm telling you now, I've sent an angel before you. He says, beware of him now. And obey his voice. Isn't that what Jesus says? He says the same to Moses. Going into the promised land. Jesus says to us. He says my sheep hear my voice. You must follow his leading. It's narrow. But it's bringing to a broad place. He says do not provoke him. For he will not pardon your transgressions. For my name is in him. God has given Moses instruction. My name is in this angel. You need to understand that as he leads you. As he guides you in the season, as he takes you down a path in the season, it's to bring you to the place that he has for you in the season. Glory be to God. If you obey his voice, my sheep hear my voice and the voice of a stranger, they will not follow. But if you indeed obey his voice and do all that I speak, then I will be an enemy to your enemies. Listen to the Lord. And an adversary to your adversaries. Anything that comes up against you. Because you are in the shepherd. And you're hearing his voice. And you're coming into the promised land. He says any enemy that stands before you. No man will be able to stand before you. All the days of your life. As I was with Moses. Joshua. I will be with you. Are you hearing child of God? God's going to fight your enemies for you. This battle is the Lord's. You need to just obey his voice. For my angel will go before you. And bring you into the Amorites and the Hittites and the Perizzites and the Canaanites and the Hivites and the Jebusites. He says, I know there's enemies where you are going to right now. He says, I know every one of these ites will discuss them another day. But these are ites that will try and fight you in the promised land. But he says, if you stay with me, I'll cut them off 
Every eight is going to be removed from your, your presence. You're not going to live with a little bit anymore. You're not going to just have a little small thinking anymore. I see you coming into large, broad, wide, open spaces. I see the door is magnificent. I see as you walk through this door, I see the grazing. I see the businesses. I see God breaking the, the bank. Come on, somebody. You will, you, will, you, will, you will lend to many nations, but you shall not borrow. I see you coming into this place. You are not only blessing the city, you are blessing the field you are blessed going out you are blessed coming in whatever you put your hands to it will prosper why he secured your future he says don't you shall not bow to their gods nor serve them nor do you do according to their works you're not going to build like they build you're going to build according to a kingdom pattern in the name of jesus you're not going to try and build your business on a broken foundation this is kingdom business we are busy with we are busy with a kingdom work right now this month of May, we will find movement. We will find acceleration. We will see God begin to move his plan and his purpose forward. Come on, somebody. You cannot build on that broken foundation. You know how broken you were before. How can you continue to build on that broken foundation? Hear his voice this morning. And I'm prophesying that over you. You're going to find good pasture in the season. You and your children, you're going to be saved. New businesses are coming through. Listen to what he says. But you shall utterly overthrow them and completely break down their sacred pillars. They've built on a system that doesn't work. They've built on a system that doesn't work. You are building kingdom business. You are moving with a kingdom movement. So you shall serve the Lord your God and he will bless your bread and your water. If you've got no communion this morning, if you've got no grape juice, you've got bread and you've got water. Listen to what it says. And I will take sickness away from the midst of you. God says, I'm going to give you the medical aid that you need. There's no hospital that can save you. There's no doctor that's got enough information. He is your healer. He is your healer. You need to go to him every single day. We're going to have communion. And no one shall suffer miscarriage or be barren in your land. Glory be to God. I will fulfill the number of your days. That means you're not going to die before your time. You're going to have babies the way you should. You're going to flourish in this land. You're going to walk through this. Listen, man, it started with a plague in, in Egypt. Then God gave them the Passover meal. They broke out of bondage, but they went in to possess the promised land. You are coming into the promised land and you're going to possess your possessions. I prophesy that as Obadiah said, the children of God shall possess their possessions. You are coming in. There's no miscarriages. There's no barrenness around us. There's nobody that's walking around idle. Every gift's going to make room for them. I see young and old. The testimonies are already coming through of people that God used in his last 35 days to birth new businesses. That people begin to flourish. Glory be to God. I'm seeing new, new economies, new communities, the transformation taking place. Why? We are not going to die in the wilderness. We are coming into the promised land. Glory be to God. I will send my fear before you. I will cause confusion among all the people to, to whom you come and will make all your enemies turn their backs on you. What a promise of God. And I will send hornets before you, which shall drive out the Hivite, the Canaanite, and the Hittite from before you. I will drive them out from before you in one year. I will not drive them out from before you in one year, lest the land become desolate and the beasts of the field become too numerous for you. Little by little, I see you taking little by little ground for the kingdom of God. I will drive them out from before you until you have increased and you inherit the land. 
Until you have increased. Listen to what God is saying in this next season. I'm going to do things little by little inside of you. Wake up every day with an expectation. That today I'm going to take ground. A little ground. I'm going to advance. And I'm going to hold. That's what Jesus said. Occupy until I come. It's a military term. The word occupy. What does it mean? It means to advance and to hold. Every day you're going to get up every morning. To advance and to hold. To advance and to hold. I see God increasing you on every side. You are not going back to the wilderness. Of a place of just enough for one day. Uh -uh. We're going to plant seed for a generation. We're going to plant seed for our children's children and they're going to eat the fruit of this generation that is coming in. Glory be to Jesus. And I will set your bounds from the, from, from the Red Sea to, to the Sea of Philistia and from the desert to the river. I will deliver the inhabitants of the land into your hand and you shall drive them out before you and you shall make no covenant with them. We're not going to make a covenant with ungodliness. We're going to walk in the purity and holiness that God intended us to live in. No were there gods. We're not going to serve another God. You will serve no foreign God where we're going to. You're going to destroy those idols. You are coming into what God has got for you. This opening that you come into, that means everything that has been an idol or everything I've worshipped before the door remains the side of the door. When I receive Jesus Christ, I'm coming through the door on the other side. He is your provider. He is Jehovah Jireh. He is the one that's got good pasture for you. You are coming to a good land, child of God. They shall not dwell in your land lest you make a... They they make you sin against me. You're going to break off covenant from, from, from the things that are vile. You're going to break off from the people that are not of God. So that you can come in and possess what God has got for you. Some of you need to understand even the denominations you've been involved in. God is calling you out of those denominations. And he's bringing you into, into Zion. Into the place of abundance. He's bringing you to the place. Child of God. The thief does not come except to steal and to kill and to destroy Jesus says, I've come that they may have life and they may have it more abundantly. He says, I'm the good shepherd. The good shepherd gives his life for the sheep. Let me prophesy to you. Your future is secure. I want to say that with an urgency and with all that I have in my heart. And the Holy Spirit is going to confirm this word with signs and wonders. Your future is safe. And secure. If your future, not just on earth, but in heaven, Jesus was received into heaven, opened up heaven for us to do what? Secure heaven. How much more so while you're on the earth that you can come into all that God has got for you? I see you walking through this open door. I see you walking through this with this grace, I see you casting vision, not the side of the door, that side of the door, where it is large. If it's just enough for us for and no more, go back to the drawing board with the Lord and let him birth inside of you the wide open spaces that he has for you. Joshua ran out of time, not out of land. It was that good. And he never lost a battle except the one where they dishonored God where they never honored God with their giving. When God said, the first one you take, you bring into the house so that my house can be taken care of. Why? It's a priority issue. Stop letting the world tell you how to govern your money and to govern your life. Stop letting the people put you under pressure. The kingdom comes first. And that's why we give. It's a reminder that the kingdom is first. 
for anybody who doesn't know Jesus Christ. Please, don't tell me this is narrow teaching. Don't tell me this is just narrow thinking. This is just one way. What about everybody else? It's not like I was on the spot myself. I believe the same. That anybody can come in any which way. But he says this is a narrow gate. Child of God, if you're not born again, the Bible says you must be born again. Otherwise, you cannot see, you cannot enter into that space, this door, of where the kingdom is so magnificent, where there's a place of abundance, where there is a place of fruitfulness, where there is an increase every single day, where you progress every single day, where you are preserved every single day, where sickness and disease doesn't touch your body. That's in the Bible. I'm asking you this morning, do you know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? Have you made him the Lord of your life? Come and pray with me if you never have. Pray this after me. Say, Lord Jesus, I confess that I'm a sinner and I need a savior. I believe you died on the cross for a sinner like me. Today I ask you to wash me in your precious blood. I receive you as my Lord and as my savior. Cleanse me of my sin. Thank you for making a way for me to live in you. Not just in heaven, but on earth. Thank you for securing my future. I give you all the praise. I give you all the glory. I receive you as my Lord and as my Savior and as my good shepherd. Thank you for securing my life in you. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. If you pray that prayer, you are a child of God. You are born again. Glory be to Jesus. You are born again, born by his precious blood. By grace you've been saved, not of works, lest any man should boast. God's got a great plan for you. He's got a great path for you to travel on. He's got people for you to be connected with so you can enter into the place that he has for you. I trust this has blessed you and helped you. Welcome to the kingdom of God. To every single one of you as children and sons and daughters of God, there's many ways you can give. Remember that the one battle that Josh lost was the one where they, the sin of Achan, where he went and God said, when you take down the first, bring it into the house. And use it. The next battle, battle they entered into. They lost that battle. And Joshua was amazed. Because God never loses a battle. So God says you've sinned. I asked you to do one thing you didn't do. He says how can it be? He says go and sit, sit, search. Because God sees everything. He knows everything. They went and they found that this man really did take what was God's. They called it the accursed thing. Put God first in your finances. Where we are going to, if anybody else wants to die in the wilderness, that's their problem. If they need understanding about the church and the tabernacle and the presence of God and they want to enter, let that be their problem. But don't make their problem yours. You were made for a place to flourish and to function in. Your tithe belongs to the Lord. Whatever you've been blessed with, if they've reduced it, Pay your 10%. If you've got increase, pay your 10%. It does not matter. It is the principle. It's not the amount. It's a principle of putting the kingdom first. As a child of God, know that today. We do what we do because we're on a different path. There is a plan because there's a place and you want God to be a part of everything that you do moving forward. That's narrow thinking. 
That's what they all say when it comes to giving. I can't afford to tithe, Pastor. You cannot afford not to. Don't let the enemy rob you. No one can tithe. No one, I said that before, I can't afford to tithe. Did you know that you can never afford to tithe until you begin to tithe? Because the tithe is what gives you the empowerment to get to the next level of where you need to be. Thank you for your giving. We've been, it's been a tremendous blessing, sowing and serving meals and being a blessing to your communities. Thank you to everyone who's been giving. We ask that God continue to strengthen you on every side. Father, bless your people in their giving. Thank you for the spirit of understanding. Thank you that no one is left behind. Thank you that the spirit of honor will always be amongst us. Thank you for your sons and daughters. We bless them today in Jesus' name and their giving. Amen and amen. Well, we love you, but you know if we need to have communion together as a family, let us, can you prepare yours and let's have communion together and that we know that sickness and disease will not rest amongst us. Amen. Well, glory be to God. Pastor Z wants to greet every single one of you now. Uh, good morning, church. What a blessing to connect today. Trust that you are well and that God has been good to you in every area of your life, just as he has been to us. God bless you. Glory be to God. So, as we break bread as a church, I want you to know today that you are in covenant with Jehovah. I want you to know today that you are a child of the living God. This communion is the securing of your future. I don't want you to walk around with fear because you've not been given a spirit to fear. Sickness and disease, whatever's happening around us, cannot be amongst us. There's none sick and there's none broke amongst us because we're children of a living God. And as you're breaking bread, you're doing it by faith. None weak, none sickly, and no early deaths. You will fulfill the days that God has given to you and your family. Let us receive. Thank you for your body. It was broken for us, Lord. The blood, the cleansing flow of his blood. You are in covenant with Jehovah. You are made for victory. You are safe and you are secure because of the blood. Receive. Pray for us, wife. Father, we just thank you today for your body and the blood. Mm. That today, Father God, we heard it that because of that, our future is safe and secure yes, in God. you. We thank you, Father God, as a church, my God, we are going from strength to strength. Yes. Glory to glory. My faith God. to faith yes. in you, my God. Yes, yes. And today, Father God, we take this word, my mm. God, and we embrace we all mix that you have done faith. Glory be for God. us. In us and through us. Mm. We thank you for all that you are about to do. We give glory. you praise and glory. In Jesus mighty name. Your people are blessed. Mm. They are flourishing. They are overcoming every <laughs> area yes, of their lives. Lord. We give you honor and praise. Glory. In Jesus mighty name. Amen. Amen and amen. amen. The Lord bless you and keep you. Amen. Cause his face to shine thank upon you, you and be gracious unto you. 
the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you his peace. Thank you, Jesus. I sense such an anointing Thank right you, now, Lord. right now in my Hallelujah. own. And I release that upon you today, Thank child of God. You are fruitful yes. in every area of your in life. Jesus, you are going from strength to strength and from glory Hallelujah. to glory. Your life and your future is safe Thank and secure because you are in him. Hallelujah. We love you. We bless Thank you. Jesus. We bless your family from this day forward. In Jesus' name. And we're going to see you soon. Amen. amen and amen. amen. God bless.